him together. I love you, Jesus, and I praise you, my most holy God, for thou art righteous and great and almighty. You alone, O Lord, are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I praise you, dear God, I worship you. In Jesus' great and mighty name, thank you, dear God. If you have a Bible this morning, I would like for you to look at the book of Hebrews this morning. glad for each and every one of you that are here, and uh, we want to look at the book of Hebrews this morning, chapter 11, to welcome everybody that's here. You are welcome here, and we're glad you're here, and we want you to keep coming. This particular chapter, chapter 11, is commonly referred to as the Faith Hall of Fame. I'm looking at verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I'd like to work on this morning, you do what's possible and leave the impossible to God. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. The Bible tells us very plainly here in this verse that without faith it is impossible to please God. I want you to remember that the Bible also tells us that to everyone is given the measure of faith. I have been in circumstances in my life where I didn't have any money. I've been in circumstances in my life where there were other things that I did not have. But I am not going to be able to say that I didn't have faith, and neither will you, because God hath given to each and every one of us the measure of faith. He has placed that in us, just as the book of Ecclesiastes teaches, that we have in us that which is eternal. We are created after the image and the likeness of God. I said created. Now there is creation and there is formation. And the creation refers to that inner part of us, whereas the formation refers to the outer part or the body that we have. So what I'm saying to you is that God is a spirit and He is eternal. And you and I have a part in us that is also eternal because we're created after His image and His likeness. There is that which in us is eternal, and it will answer to God, and we will spend eternity in either one place or another. And of course, I would like to encourage you to go to heaven. I definitely want to encourage you to go in the right direction and wind up in the right eternal destination. Because there is that about us, our outward part, 
will die. Life will be taken from us. Our soul will depart, and your soul is your life. And the body will go back. The form made it. The form. The body that was formed by God will go back to the dust from whence it came. You want to think about this faith that God has placed in you, just as He placed the eternal part in you. You and I are a body, a soul, and a spirit. And the body is what we see. The flesh, and the spirit. That is your will. That is your choice-making faculty. And then, as I stated, you have a life, a soul. That is your life. Sometimes we liken it to a light bulb. You have the frosted part on the outside, and that's the body. And you have the filament on the inside. That's the thing that always breaks, and then the light doesn't work, right? you got the filament on the inside, and that is likened to your spirit. And then you have the lighting of the bulb, and that's what God did. God breathed into our nostrils the breath of life, and we became a living soul or a living life. There will come a time when that life will depart from us. The light bulb will go out. It will depart from us, and the outer part will go back to whence it came. And then we'll have this spirit, this inner part, this eternal part, this will that is going to answer to God. I'm not trying to make this difficult. But I'm trying to explain to you how you are made up, shall we say. And that part of you that's inner and eternal, that inner person, that inner part that God made that is eternal, that He spoke into existence, I want you to know that God has placed along with that the measure of faith, that you are not empty or devoid of faith. You have faith, and you may not be aware of your faith, I have read in the Bible about instances, and I'm sure you have, people who came, a woman came one time to the Lord. And Jesus had come, and he was primarily preaching to people who were Jewish. And as he went about his daily ministry, the Bible teaches that this woman came, and she began to cry after him, call after him. <clears throat> Excuse me, and so in so doing, she, uh, the disciples got a little put out with it. They said, you know, tell her to go away. She just keeps on keeping on around here, kind of making a bit of a pest of herself. Of course, Jesus had taught about another individual who had come, and that individual woman was going to a judge. She had a case that wasn't settled. She wanted it settled. And the judge said, I don't fear God. I don't fear man. But you know what? I fear this woman. I fear she's going to keep on knocking on my door, and my phone's going to keep ringing off its hook. And she's sending me emails and faxes and everything else. So he said, I might as well just go take care of her case so I can get her to quit bugging me. And so I added a little bit on the wording there. You know that. And I'm just trying to put it where you can understand it. And so make it plain. Didn't the Bible say having such plainness, you know, such hope, we use great plainness of speech. So I'm making it plain. And so the Bible teaches that Jesus took that and taught the disciples and said, that's how we need to be with God. We need to keep on knocking. We need to what's called importunity. We don't need to quit. We don't need to give up. We just need to keep on having faith that God will hear and answer our prayers. One place in the Scripture it is recorded, I knew that you heard me, for you always hear me. You want to take your God-given faith 
as this other woman did, and as Jesus turned and looked at her and said, Woman, come on, I, I've got to take care of the children here. I've got bread that goes to the children. It's not for the dogs. It was a tremendous slap in the face. But, you know, Jesus has a way of testing your faith. And he found out that this woman had great faith. For she was not going to be turned away even by insult. She was not going to be turned away by anything. She made that clear. I got a need. I have faith in you. And I'm not giving up until you come across and take care of my need. This isn't a want. This is a need. This is a necessity. And so Jesus said it's not proper, proper for me to give the children's bread to the dogs and she said you're right true that truth Lord she said you're right she said but even the dogs get the crumbs that fall from the children's table he turned that woman around and exclaimed to his disciples and anybody within hearing he said I hadn't found any kind of great faith like this in all these other places look here's an example of faith right here I want to tell you this morning from Hebrews 11 and 6, I want to put it in a positive light for you. And that is that it is possible to please God with faith. With faith, it is, it is possible for you to please God. I want you to realize this morning that you have, the, you possess what it takes to please God. You have the measure of faith this morning. I never read anything about that woman that would get anybody's attention. Apparently she was poor. Apparently she was needy. Apparently she didn't have a whole lot of things except trouble. She had a problem in her home and she said, Jesus, I need you to take care of my problem. And he wound up saying that she was of great faith. Take your faith and please him today. Let be an example of them that please God. It is possible for you to please him. And in his favor, you please him, you will get his favor. And in his favor, there's fullness of joy. It is written in your Bible that Jesus, with his disciples and teaching them one day, he said, uh, how hardly shall a rich person enter into the kingdom of God? His disciples were taken back. Who then, Lord, can be saved? I guess they felt very surrounded by a lot of people that were rich. Well, some people are rich in finance, but some people are just rich in the world. They're rich in worldly ideas, worldly attitudes. They have, they, their mind is constantly on this world and this life and what they can get out of it. And all of their waking thoughts and maybe even their dreams is, is just, a, when they're sleeping in other words, is just about here. But the Bible tells us to begin to set our emotions, our feelings, our desires on things that are above and to realize that what comes from above is what the true riches are made up of. You and I want to take our faith 
and put it in God. Hear me when I tell you that Jesus made it clear to the disciples when they were falling back and just couldn't believe it. What do you mean how hardly shall they be saved? Who then can be saved? And Jesus said with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. I want you to know something that in other words you do what's possible. You have faith. You go ahead and use it. Place it in God. Don't place it in the world. Don't place it in economies. Don't place it in kingdoms. And God forbid, don't place it in men or women. Do not put your faith in the things of this world. You're going to lose it all. You want to invest your faith in God. And if you'll do that because it's possible for you to do that, God will take care of his end of the bargain. He'll do the impossible. He'll do the impossible. You may not get what you want because there's got to be a distinction made between need and want. And we can, the want thing usually comes out of the flesh thing and it gets us in a lot of trouble. We don't want to uh, find ourselves building our hopes and dreams and lives around what we want. What we want many times is not at all good for us at all whatsoever. No way, no how. You don't want that. You don't want to live your life addicted to what you want. What you should desire is the things of God. And you can take your, your faith. And, you know, I have used this example before. Uh, there was a ship that they made. It was the biggest of its time. And it was going to sail in record time, they said. And from England to America, I believe some port in New York maybe, and they, they were, the company was pressing so hard, the captain, to get there in record time. We want a world record. This is the maiden voyage. We have launched the ship that God can't sink. And we want everybody has paid a lot of money and gotten their seat and their berth or whatever on this, on this boat and this, this ocean liner. And, and we want a record time here. And so the pressure was on the captain and the crew to get that ocean liner across the ocean in the shortest time period that they could possibly do and break the record. And in route, uh, they were heedless of some things. And one of those things was an iceberg. The problem with icebergs very often is that you only see the tip of them. You don't always see what's under the water. In other words, it was an underwater ice mountain. And they hit that thing. And the, the, the ship that God couldn't sink went down to the very bottom. It went down with people who put their faith in it. It went down with people who took their God-given faith and sat back and propped up on their, on their heels, if you please, and said, you know, we got it made. We got this great boat. We got all this stuff on here. And, and man, this is what I believe in right here. This is it. Listen to the music. Beautiful piano, beautiful singing. Look at the chandeliers. The food is just tremendous. And, oh, they were just having a big time. They were playing their cards and gambling their money. They were doing all kinds of things. And yet that boat, all of a sudden, it hit that mountain of ice and that boat it, it took a long time for people to wake up, even them, and believe that that boat was going to sink. They were laughing and telling the crew, forget it, this is the boat that God can sink. This boat's not going to sink. Don't worry about that until the boat began to list. And then they, and the tables begin to slide and the glasses begin to fall. 
Then they realized, and they said, oh, maybe this thing will sink. Hey, they got any lifeboats? Not a good time to be thinking about that, was it? Should have thought about that long before they took off from port. But they weren't worried about it sinking, so they didn't have enough lifeboats on board, did they? Oh, let me tell you, you don't want to misplace your faith. You've got faith. Don't put it in things. Don't put it in man. Don't put it in their dreams. Don't put it in economies. Don't put it in politics. Don't put it in kingdoms that rise and fall. Put your God-given faith that's possible. This is doable. This is achievable. You can do this. Put your faith in Him. In God. Put your faith in Him this morning. One day, Jesus uh, told the disciples during His earthly ministry, He said, we're going to take a boat ride today, so let's get in and weigh the anchor and let's head out. We're going to go over to the other side. In route, Jesus decides to take a nap, being tired. The flesh, he had to contend with the flesh, and the flesh was tired. And so he took a little nap. He fell asleep. Storm came up very quickly, seemingly out of nowhere. And the boat is rocking to and fro, and the water is coming up over the sides, and, and the wind is so strong. The sails, no doubt, were being ripped to shreds. And they were scared. They got panicky. You know, panic is a killer. They got panicky. They got scared. They, they didn't know what to do. And finally, somebody said, wake the master. Go wake Jesus. And they did. And they said, master, we're about to perish. Don't you care? And the Bible teaches that he answered them. And he said, have faith. Have a little faith, will you? Have faith. You know, I've opened a few blind eyes for you. I've raised some dead for you. I've unstopped some deaf ears and, and caused different wonderful miracles to take place and helped so many people. And you've been with me, and you've seen it. You've observed it. You've been a part of it. He said, how about having a little faith here? And then he began immediately to speak to the wind and to the storm, and everything calmed down. The seas calmed down. And then they were more amazed. And they shrank back now in fear. And they said, my, even the elements obey him. And they, what manner of man are we dealing with here? Well, you're dealing with God come in man-like form. That's what you're dealing with. You're dealing with the one true, wise, eternal God, and there is no other. And here he is. He has robed himself in flesh. In that flesh dwells the fullness of the Spirit right there in front of you. God has placed so much. The Bible teaches that he did so many wonderful things in his earthly ministry that he said he called names of, of people that went down in flames and he said they're going to rise up in the judgment and they're going to condemn this generation. Let me tell you, there's a lot of nasty people that are going to rise up and they're going to look at our generation and say how could you not believe? We have so much. All you need to do is take your faith no matter how little it is take that measure of faith and it really leads me to believe what it said the measure of faith that everybody got an equal share and God placed that in your heart and he's wanting you to put that faith in him and if you do that you please him one writer said it this way he said we do always those things that are pleasing in his sight well, the pleasing starts with having faith in Him. Taking your God-given faith that is possible for you to do. You start trusting God. I don't see how this is going to happen. You start trusting God. 
One guy said, well, if God was to open the windows of heaven, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And the prophet said, yeah. He said, guess what? He said, it's going to take place, but you're not going to partake of it because of your unbelief, because of your nasty, stanky attitude. You're, you're all that unbelief you got going on there, all that contrariness, all that confusion you got going on there. He said, you're, you're not going to get to partake of it. But And it did come to pass, and it did happen. And when God says it, friend, it's going to happen. You don't have to worry about God not keeping up his end of life. But it's impossible. That's right, and that's what God ma majors in right there. He majors in the impossible. He does the things that humankind cannot do. He does the things that nobody knows how to do. And how he does it, he does it by speaking in the word because he's the king and where the word of the king is there's power and when he speaks it it happens you need to have faith in that and you need to get your faith going towards God and let him meet your need as it is written he'll supply all of your need according to his riches in glory God knows better what you need than you do you just need to put your faith in him let me take my faith and let me place it in him. Here's a woman the Bible teaches, you know, uh, that Jesus was sitting there and he was watching people give. And he watched people come that had a lot and they gave some. And then his eyes fell on a, a poor little old widow woman. And she came along and she dropped in all of her living. She didn't have anything to fall back on here. She gave what was in her purse. That was it. It was gone. And uh, the Bible teaches that Jesus took note of that. There are things that you and I can do by faith that Jesus will take note of. There are things that were done by people that the apostles took note of them. They made a note about them. And you want there to be some good notes on you. You want God to be seeing you doing something good with your faith, taking your faith and putting it in him. With your faith, it is possible to please him. You can do this. I'm telling you, this is within your realm of doability. You can do this. God is not asking you to do something beyond uh, your abilities. He's asking you simply to do what you can do. And you can put your faith in him. You can put your belief. He, he becomes your belief system. He becomes the one that you hope in. He use faith and your hope in him gets so strong that the Bible teaches now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The substance, that, that thing that makes it up, that material of you please is God himself. You're believing in God. God is my hope. God is my substance. God is my material. I know that my Jesus Christ can do this thing. So therefore, faith is the substance of things. Hope I'm hoping on God here. And that's the best material a faith can have is when your hope is in God. Your belief is in God. Your trust is in God. No wonder it said blessed is the man or the woman that places their trust in God. People build things out of material that will rot. People build things out of substances that will deteriorate and fall apart, crack, swell, and shrink. But you, you, build, you build it out of God. You build it on His Word. He is the Word. You build it on that chapter and verse and that subject matter. You build it out of spiritual material. I'm not talking about wacky. I'm not talking about extreme left or extreme right. 
I'm talking about the book, and the book will put you in the center. Put the bubble in the middle. It's going to make it level. It's going to make it balanced. It's not going to be weird or strange or odd. It's going to be what pleases God. There are things that you can do that please God, and it starts with you putting your faith in God. Put your faith in the Spirit of the Lord and in the Word of the Lord and know that He is going to take care of His end of the bargain. It's going to take something, oh God, it's impossible, and up pops God because that's His realm. That's where He operates. And the Bible even used the term having faith in the operation of God, having faith in His ability to do the impossible, His ability to amaze you, His ability to come through when nothing else can come through. Our God. God can do that. The enemy would like to mimic that, counterfeit that. You need to know the difference between the mimicking and the imitation and the counterfeit. You've got to hang in for the real thing. Your faith is precious, and you don't put it in just anything. You don't want to throw your faith away. You want to put it where it's going to bring the pleasing effect to God. Let God say as you're standing. Let God say. Your heart is standing up, brother. It's okay. You're with me. I like this guy. Let me tell you, your faith in God, your faith in God can see you through many a storm, can bring you through many a difficult situation, and can help you in the last days in which we find ourselves living, that there will be worldwide trouble. And then that old spirit of Antichrist is going to smooth it out for a short season, just enough to reel everybody in. And when he gets them feeling good and they start saying, peace and safety, and it's going to hit. And it's going to hit hard. You want to have faith in God. You don't want to have to, you don't have to wake up at night with night sweats. You don't have to get up in the morning and you're troubled and confused and unsatisfied and, and disheartened. Depressed. You don't have to have that in your heart. You can have your faith in God, and God will see to everything. God sees a very big picture, and he's looking right at you this morning, and he's looking at use what you have. Don't talk to me about what you don't have. Use what you have. You've got faith. I want you to put your faith in me, in my plan, in my program, and what I can do, and how I can make things happen. But I, and if you keep looking with natural eyes and a natural mind, the Bible said you cannot receive the things of God. You've got to start thinking in a more spiritual line of thinking. You've got to start looking at God and saying you are great and you are the Almighty and you can change hearts. You can, you can take care of anything and do anything if I will just begin to take my faith as an investment and invest it in you, believe in you, trust in you, obey you. You're going to see to every last detail. We'll take care of it. That woman got sent home. She was a happy woman. She got home. Everything was cool. Another guy sent uh, some people, and he said, uh, tell them, give a message to Jesus. Tell them that I, I have somebody that's sick, very, very close to me, and I want, I want him to... to come and heal this person and halfway there he sent out some more people and he said no you go tell Jesus I'm not even worthy of him to come to my house he said just tell him to speak the word and, and it'll be done and again Jesus was marveled at this individual's faith and the Bible said that at that very time that very moment that the person at, back at the place had been healed 
and they checked the time and they checked the coordinate of it and that's how it took place when he spoke the word it happened I want you to understand God has very good timing and he knows whether to do it right now or wait a little while or wait a long while he knows exactly when to do things in your life the best thing you can do is begin to show your faith in him here's my faith I'm sliding I don't have any chips I don't have any money I don't have anything that I'm gonna pawn and turn into money and slide into the middle of the table that's not the pot I'm after I'm after the Holy Ghost I'm after the salvation of God I'm after the move of God's spirit in my life I'm after the impossible and if I'll do the possible I'm sliding my faith out there Lord I'm putting it right out in the middle right for everybody to see people that went home happy because they put their faith in God people that went home happy one woman came and she brought her the most precious thing that she had in her natural life she had a box that you only could open by breaking it and she had kept that for so long and filled with oil, a beautiful, sweet, savoring smell of oil. And she brought that, and she stood there weeping at Jesus' feet. And she broke that bottle open, that box open, and she began to pour out the oil, and she began to anoint him. She began to wash his feet with the tears of her eyes. And the Bible teaches that here sat the religious people, all full of their religion, all full of their self-righteousness, all full of their faith and all kinds of things that weren't in the Bible. They had set the Bible aside and held to their own tradition. Can I hold your tradition, you know? They held on to tradition from this one and that one, that one handed down and sat there in judgment and said, huh, if this guy was a, was a Messiah, if he was a prophet, that he'd know what kind of woman that is you know what kind of woman that is? That's the kind of woman that Jesus came to save. That's what kind of woman that is. That's what kind of man that is. He came to seek and to save. He didn't come to condemn. He didn't come to say you're the wrong color or you don't have enough money or you're not in the right club or you're not from the right school. He didn't come for any of that. He didn't care about anybody's pedigree. He didn't care about their letters after their name or what sorority or fraternity they were a part of. He didn't care what political persuasion they were, what race or color or anything else or nationality. What he cared about is your soul. Your eternal part. That little woman got done. He said, thy sins are forgiven thee. And oh boy, then the eyebrows really went up. Angry eyebrows got going there. And the Bible teaches that Jesus said, well, let me ask you a question. He said, uh, you got two people and they both owe. One owes $50, I'll use that. And the other one owes $500. And they're both forgiven. He said, which one do you think is going to love the most? And the religious man said, well, the one to whom most was forgiven. And Jesus said, you've answered rightly. And he said, you know what, since I came in here, you haven't showed me one bit of courtesy or etiquette. You haven't showed any ethics or any professionalism whatsoever. And, and you know what, but since I got here, this woman, and he just kept on, this woman did this, and this woman, this woman you won't even look at, she did this, and she did this. I mean, he was just slapping that guy left and right. You didn't do it, she did it. You didn't do it, she did it. And just absolutely gave him a beat down told that woman you go your sins are forgiven because you've loved much I'm going to tell you it doesn't take a whole lot to please God just put your faith in him she could have taken that alabaster box and gone down to the pawn shop she could have done a lot of things with that but she put that her whole thing was right, wrapped up in that she said I'm giving this to you Jesus this is what I'm putting out on the table this is the whole thing and I'm giving it to you right here right now and 
for everybody to see and don't care what they say and let them criticize me any way they want. Here it is. It's for you, Lord. I know I'm putting this in the right place. You won't put your faith in him. You're putting it in the right place. And it's not hard. His, his windows of heaven are ready to open over your life. You repent, and we'll baptize you right here in the name of Jesus Christ, and all your sins will be forgiven. Your dirt will be taken away to be remembered no more, and the windows of heaven will open, and you become a candidate to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, which is the Spirit of Jesus Christ coming in to a believing heart, just like Peter, James, and John, and Mary, and the others got. You'll get the same thing because he's the same God, and he changes not. Let's take a moment, lift our hearts with our hands. Everybody together. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. Oh, Lord. We've come to do the possible, Lord. Put our faith in you. We're going to earnestly be expecting you to do the impossible. We're leaving that to you, Lord. Oh, Lord. We're not going to let the impossible stop us. Oh, Lord. I praise you. I worship you, Jesus. Let's all begin to come around the front together. All of our men over here, all the ladies over here. Make a lot of good room. Come on now. We'd like you to come and seek for the Holy Ghost. Come in close and we'll pray for you. In God. Just have faith in God. If you trust in Him and never. 